to Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com, and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365, for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness, and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. My guest today is a successful singer-songwriter from eastern Pennsylvania. His wide-open country and Americana style is a hit with music lovers around the world. His name alone just makes us smile. So welcome to the show, Mr. Jiggly Jones. Thank you, Jiggly, for coming on. Thank you, Lori. Hi, everybody. So um, is that your real name? I I just have to start out with that. <laughs> that's 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 funny. That's always the first question. Um, actually, it's a real nickname. Um, uh, my real name is Brian, actually. But uh, I when I when I brought this project to light about seven years ago, six or seven years ago, I thought I'd use my nickname. It's more interesting, and <laughs> people remember it a lot a lot easier than Brian. So yeah, that that nickname came about about 16 years ago. Um, I was at a party up in New York. I was in a band up there then, and. Uh, Somehow that name got stuck with me that night, and everybody thought it was funny, uh, except for me, of course. And um, it stuck around, and it, it grew like wildfire. So, uh, like I said, when I brought this project out, I, I, I figured the name is a little more catchier than my real name. So, But it is a real nickname. Well, you know, and it is something that, that you remember. So, um, and, and it makes you happy. My uncle's name is Rick Nelson. And so he always told me, he said, in business, it really helped him a lot because nobody ever forgot his name. You know, they, they always remembered his name was Rick Nelson. So I always right. remembered that. I thought, oh, darn, I should have had a catchy name. <laughs> or Ricky Nelson, I guess, right? Exactly. Well, and, and we always called him Ricky. Mm-hmm. Right. We always called him Ricky. But in business, they they still, re- you know, I mean, Rick Nelson's been gone for a while, but people still still remember him, you know. So it, it, right. it's just something right. that, that's uh, catchy and stays with you. So you're a singer and a songwriter. So you are a lyricist. Um, right. Did that come first, or did the music come first? Uh, the music usually comes first. Uh, I usually start out with uh, some kind of uh, maybe an acoustic guitar thing, and and I'll I'll actually uh, what I call scat sing to that, which is a, is a melody with the vocals but no lyrics yet. And I usually add the lyrics last, and the lyrics are usually based off how the music moves me, uh, what kind of mood it puts me in. Well, your lyrics. You know, it, it sounds like that you have a lot to say. I mean, you're you're kind of a deep thinker. Your welcome home was, you know, that there, there, there's a lot to that song. So right. when you're in these moods, or are these things that, that you're kind of carrying around with you? And then when you're scatting around with the music, that then these things that you kind of pondered for a while, do they start to come out through that music? I think it's a little different each time. Um, you know, sometimes I'll have an idea that's been in my mind for a while, and I've always thought, well, that would be a nice thing to write about. And, you know, usually everything's based off of life experiences or the, the emotion that life brings out, hope, uh, love, things like that. So um, it, it, it can vary sometimes, but, you know, a lot of times it's 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 on the spot. And uh, like I said, the, if the music moves me a certain way, it reminds me of something, and, and I'll try to write about that. Mm-hmm. Do you have um, a lot of things that, that that you are thinking about on a day-to-day basis 
you, do you keep little jots of paper around and then come back to them at, at different times, or or is it just something that you just internalize? Uh, a little bit of both. I find that as I get older, I have to write things down. That's for sure. <laughs> I <laughs> I tend to forget uh, forget a lot of things. Um, you know, I'll I'll write uh, a few ideas down here and there, but most of the time it's just. Um, you know, I go through a spell where I'll write a bunch of songs and then not do anything else, um, music. So um, during that, that time, I'm really brainstorming with myself as to what to, to bring to light. Um, you know, I'll go through a period of time where I don't write any music at all. I'm, I'm too busy uh, promoting my, uh, my music or playing live, things like that. So I like, to, I like to separate the two, and it gives me a chance to really dig deep down into my thoughts at that point. You've been around the music business for quite some time, so you've been seeing all these changes that are evolving and and, you know, the, and, and still evolving. The music business is, is, has changed a lot, still trying to find itself. How has that been an adjustment for you, and and, and, and how how has that affected you, if, if at all? Well, um, first of all, I'd like to say you, you, you've asked some really good questions before, and that's a, that one right there is really on the forefront of a lot of uh, – songwriters and musicians mind these days like you said it's it's trying to find itself i mean because of the digital age and how it's taken off it's really messed with the way the music industry used to work and uh you know it, it's it's great in a lot of ways that you have that everybody has access to social media things like that um it gives you a chance to get your music out in an international way but then you're also dealing with the fact that everybody's doing that. So you're still fighting to break through and get noticed amongst the oversaturated, um, you know, situation that you're involved in. Yeah, and I, I think with iTunes, too, what I found and what I've, I've really tried to get people to go back to the album experience because when we're just buying one song here, I mean, buying one song here, one song there, I mean, it's better than buying no songs. But there's something to say to buying the whole album and getting that whole artist and having some depth to your playlist. I, I, I remember buying an album before maybe for one song or two songs, and then maybe six months later there'd be a whole new song on that album that I discovered that not became my, my new song. And I'm really afraid with the digital age that, that young people aren't having that love of that album experience that we had growing up we buy that one album and play it and play it and play it and play it and discover all of the songs that, that were on that. And with people, especially like you, who are a songwriter, and you put all of your heart and soul into all those songs, they all mean something to you. You wouldn't have written them, but um, so they're all very meaningful. And so it's, it's a much more kind of, in one way, interactive right now that there's so much music out there. But the the consumer, they, they really can drive the way that this is, is going to go, but they're going to have to get in there and dig a little deeper maybe. And I really I really want people to think about buying the entire album instead of just one song here and one song there. But it, it is. It, it's different for radio, too, on, on, on how this whole music thing is going to shake out. But Zoomer really gets involved and, and thinks about music as a whole instead of just, brainlessly, mindlessly, just kind of hitting one song here, one song there, you know, on, on their playlist is, is, is kind of where, I, where I'm hoping for, driving them back to the whole music experience and not a, a, a quick music experience. 
Yeah, I agree with you 100%. You know, it's 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 really what scares me is that the music business is going to get away from the business of music. I mean, the music is the number one thing involved in all this. Let's not get away from the fact that, you know, it's all about the music. And as a songwriter, that's my biggest fear, that, that more non-musical related things, like the thing that just happened, let's say, with um, Miley Cyrus and things like that, that, that you know, everybody... When they talk about music these days, it's not they're not talking about the music itself, it seems. They're talking about everything else that goes on around it. And, you know, as a songwriter, that's just everything to me. And and what you're saying about the, the full album idea, it's a great way to 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 make the, the music the number one part of, of music, basically. So that you haven't given everyone a taste of your music who maybe hasn't heard it. Um, hopefully we were going to bring new fans in today, and we're going to give the old fans, you know, maybe a, a little different way of looking at things. So uh, the, the first song we're going to play is Ain't That All Right, and I want you to set that up for me. Okay, I'll try to make this short. It's sort of a long story. <laughs> no, um, you know, this is just uh, one of those things that's not based off of, a, of something that happened to me or my idea of life itself, but it, it's the idea of a guy meets a girl at a party, let's say, and uh, he really likes her, and he thinks she likes him, and, and really she doesn't, and... Uh, they separate, and 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 uh, he keeps running into her around town, and uh, she's like seeing him and rolling her eyes back, saying, "Oh my gosh, here he comes again! Let me get out of here!" And he thinks it's fate, and you know, you could picture one thing happening after another. Caesar at the bus stop, Caesar here, Caesar there, and at the end of the song or the end of the day, um, they're at a or she's at a uh, let's say an outdoor festival, a carnival or something, and sees him across the field. He sees. He starts heading towards her like in slow motion, the romantic thing in the field. You know, he's running towards her, and she's going, oh, no, here he comes again. And right when he gets to her, he runs right past her to a girl who's standing 15 feet behind her, and leaving her, you know, wondering what that's all about. But, you know, the, the moral of the story is you have to live for today. You can't obsess over things you can't control. And it's sort of just a fun kind of song. I call it a hillbilly party. And, uh, you know, that's that's pretty much it. All right, well, we're going to listen to it right now. Ain't that all right? And we're going to be back in just a few minutes with Bigley Jones. So stay tuned. Enjoy this song. Oh, yeah. 
time You let time and how I feel go by the way I hope to somehow get through the day Where I, where I am Right now I just wonder Where I am You know, they just don't make music like they used to, or there's no good music out there. The thing is, they're there, but you have to dig a little deeper for it. It used to be spoon-fed to us from the radio stations. DJs would hear this stuff, and then they'd, and, and, and they would get excited about it, and then they would uh, hand it off to all of us, and we'd get excited about it. But that doesn't happen anymore. I've talked about that on other shows on how I was there in the 90s when the, um, at the KHPY radio in Los Angeles, and they came in, they gave us a script playlist, and and the days of the artist coming by and dropping off his demo were, were, were gone by the wayside. But now the, the consumer, the music is there. These guys, just like Jiggly Jones, are making fantastic music. It's there. We have to work a little harder for it because radio isn't spoon-feeding it to us like, like they used to. But collectively, we can do that. And we have done that with indie artists that have broken out of that mold from uh, major labels, and, and the consumer has driven that music to the top. And that's why shows like this and, and all these radio shows that, that these artists can get on, it needs the consumer's help to push that mu- music to the forefront because you just can't call up like you used to and pick a song and, and it get played for it. It takes us all collectively as a movement to push this music to the top. So I'm thrilled that we could get artists who are – fantastic uh, musicians and storytellers and songwriters to come on and share their experience and get everybody excited about it. Amen on that. That's, uh, you know, I, I have to say uh, that we as an independent artist really appreciate what you guys are doing. You know, um, you know, I know you love what you do and everything, but it's also providing a great platform for, for what we're trying to do. So, you know, we appreciate that. I'm speaking for myself and everybody else, I guess, that's involved. So. Well, it's, it's, it's absolutely a, a team effort, and, and until we can figure out the way radio is going to shake out and the music business is going to shake out, I mean, we all need to stick together. Radio, however radio is being heard, and, and musician, and, and the consumer who has a big, big integral part in, in the way this whole thing is going to play out. And I, I believe that music is going to win in the long run, uh, but, you know, we're, we're still kind of there at the – you know, there's this pioneering phase that, that's going on. One of the things that you've been really passionate about is, is your charity, this uh, Bright Star organization. I wanted to ask you about that. 
Um, that's that's fairly new to my my website. Um, it's something that's still being set up on on my part of the thing. Um, it Brightstar is actually a, a uh, an organization that that puts um, artists and people that uh, that might have a name or whatever in into certain charities. Um, they're based out of Nashville, and uh, my my angle, I guess, that they asked me uh, what I wanted to to look look into uh, was based off of children, uh, you know, underprivileged kids especially. I'm a parent myself, and uh, you know, it, it hasn't really taken off for me yet because I haven't done any tours where I'm going to be in a, in, a, in an area extensively for a certain amount of time. Um, I'm basically playing local right now within uh, two or three hours of where I live. So um, it's a really cool thing, and it's just for me, it's just getting off the ground. So, but you know, it's always great to have something though behind you and, and pushing you and uh, you know giving you a an extra insight on things. And so, I really believe in you know uh, having something bigger than ourselves to kind of, you know, fall back and, and, and look at. And, you know, children, <laughs> children, animals, you can't, can't beat either one of those things. Um, uh, right. Wounded warriors, you know, uh, there, there's just some, some, some things that just grab our heart and you immediately get our attention. And children is absolutely one of those things. Who's not for children? Come on. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> So now, back in the day, you had uh, some success writing for some MTV shows, the Dennis Rodman Show and Cindy Crawford's House of Style. <laughs> well, it wasn't quite that way. What happened was I was in a band at the time called Q. Um, we were based out of New York City, and um, we happened to know somebody who worked at MTV at the time. And um, we knew uh, before most people when they were looking for soundtrack music for the different shows and things. So we were always like one of the first ones to be able to submit. And uh, they, they picked us up quite often and used us in uh, a bunch of different shows and things. So we actually weren't writing for them. We actually had the material already written for our own sake, our own uh, record that we had going. And they would just take bits and pieces out of our music and use it in the background for shows like uh, the Dennis Rodman show and um, road rules and things like that. So it was really cool. It was exciting. I was really young back then, and it was uh, it was something that was really cool. So. Oh heck yeah, that 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 that's cool today. I mean, but that's you know that's just amazing. And and I, I can put myself into that position, you know, of the mindset and think, you know, if I was young and living in New York and and of course back in that, you know, in MTV when they used to play music, um, <laughs> you know, they were it was it was it was really the channel to, to watch because, you know, the road rules was, was filtered in there and you know, they had some shows in there, but, but they used to also play videos and a lot of people don't understand that. But back in the day, MTV <laughs> used to stand for music television. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's kind of evolved into something else itself as, you know, as time's gone on. Right. What's, yep. what's the best advice that you were ever given along the way? Uh, I would say, um, Stick with what you believe in. <clears throat> you know, if you you know you got to step back and look at yourself for what you, what you have to offer, or if you have something to offer, and and look at it in a, in a in a real kind of way. And then, if you believe in what you have, you have to move forward a hundred percent if you want to uh, succeed. And you know, perseverance uh, comes into play. You know, the, the 
you know, most of the time, 99.9% of the time, it's that nobody's an overnight success. It takes years to develop things and, and, and be in the right place at the right time and, and build and build a following and this, that, and the other. So you have to have perseverance, and, and that would be the, the key as far as what I've learned. And I I want you to fill in this blank, Ben, because you've, you've been around for, for, for a few years now, and so you've learned a lot, some good, probably some bad. Never again will I what? <laughs> wow. Um, <clears throat> never say never, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me think about that. You should have you should have told me that one about a week before I got on the air here, so I could figure it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me think. Um, never, hmm, never doubt yourself again. Meaning me talking to me. Um, right. You know, there's no, nothing worse than than going into something and doubting yourself, and it, it coming out sounding like you doubt it yourself. Basically, um, if you're going to do it, do it. All in. Yep. Go, go all in. How old are, are your kids? Uh, well, I got a 12-year-old and a 9-year-old daughter, daughters, um, and I have a 2-year-old son, two and a half, going on three, I guess, more like it. Oh, yeah, you have them all, all spread out. Are any, of, are, yeah. are any of your children musical? Uh, the oldest plays the violin. She's, she plays in school and stuff. And uh, the, the middle one, the 9-year-old, just started the cello this year. Um, the little guy, he's... Uh, He's really in the music videos on TV pretty much every day, and he's dancing away, and he's he's quite the entertainer already. So I imagine when he gets a little older, he'll be he'll be picking up Daddy's guitar. Uh huh. Apple not falling far from the tree. Right. Yep. Now, um, so, so your website, which is JigglyJones.com, um, people can find you then on all of. If, if they get to your website, then it'll it'll get them to your music and. Uh, all of all of your social media. Are you, are you on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff? Right. It, it's like the hub of everything jiggly. That's what I say. It's um, okay. you know, it's it, it's the one-stop shopping thing. It, there's everything there. There's lyrics even. There's photos, videos, um, like you said, social media links and things like that. The um, you know, list of shows. Uh, it's easier that way. You just tell them one one uh, address and and everything's there. So. Well, is there anything exciting that, that we need to be, you know, uh, staying up to the website for coming up? <laughs> there always seems to be something that comes up. You know, even when it starts getting a little dull, the next thing you know, Michael, my manager, gets something going. Um, I got an award show that I've been nominated for Songwriter of the Year coming up here in November the 2nd. That's in Kentucky. Um, that's the IMEA Awards. I think it's the first year they they held that. It's International Music and Entertainment Association. Um, I got some other things going that I'm, I'm probably not – uh, allowed to talk about right yet because it's not it's not signed sealed and delivered yet but it's uh right around the corner and it's it's, it's sort of exciting so if you go to the website um or hit my facebook through the website you'll you'll read about it once it comes up and it should uh be happening hopefully within the next week or so oh great and that's why we want to encourage people to get to the website and that way they can stay up with everything that's going to be happening and right. where you're going to be touring, where you're going to be playing, and how, most importantly, how to get a hold of your music. Support the music. I, you know, don't buy 
don't buy it for free. That doesn't even make sense. Don't download it for free. It only costs a few cents to actually buy the music. It costs it costs these guys money to put it out there. So so go ahead and pay the 99 cents or whatever to, to download the music. And I encourage everyone to download the whole album because I'm an album person. I do not ever think you're disappointed when you actually get the whole album. You find little gems in there along the way that, uh, you know, just add so much, not only depth to your playlist, but depth to your life. So we're going to go out today with Baby Blue. And Jiggly, I want you to set this one up for us again. Well, ironically, that's about my, that was written about my son. Uh, I shouldn't say written about him. It was inspired by his birth. So um, it, it's, it goes out to all the parents, especially parents of newborn kids and, and how amazing it is and uh, how natural it is. And, um, you know, we call him Wiggly Jones, and he's quite the character, and uh, it, the song was inspired by him. So that, that's pretty much it. All right. That sounds great. This is Baby, Baby Blue by Jiggly Jones. I'll be back in just a moment.
remember to go to jigglyjones.com and support the singer-songwriter. And it's really important to get out and support live music, buy the merchandise when you go out, and download the entire album. Really consider downloading the entire album because a lot of thought and effort went into producing that album and uh, a lot of these singer-songwriters, I mean, every single song that they've written has meaning and purpose. And a lot of times you'll, you'll find the song that you didn't even know was even on there becomes your favorite song uh, a few months down the road, if not right away. So thank you to Jiggly Jones for coming on today. We really appreciate listening to great singer-songwriters, great music. I'm really loving Americana music right now that's out. It's really hit a nerve with so many people around the world, not only here in the United States. Um, great Americana music is really on the rise, so be in tune to that as well. We're going to go out. I'm going to play Ain't That All Right over again, and I just really appreciate everybody listening today. Have a, have a great day. Wait. 